When it comes to skunks, we all know that they can cause an odiferous problem to dogs, and less commonly cats. Most of us have a skunk bathing formula using a quart of 3% hydrogen peroxide, a quarter cup of baking soda, and a teaspoon of liquid dish soap ready to recite to owners on the phone. However, when skunk exposures happen, do we warn pet owners about the other potential health risks that can occur? There are a few case reports in the veterinary literature about Heinz body anemia developing secondary to skunk musk. One case report was published in 2005 in JAVMA when a dog developed Heinz body anemia and met hemoglobinemia after being sprayed by a skunk. Another report was of a young adult female red panda sprayed by wild skunk in an outdoor enclosure. This panda went on to develop a regenerative Heinz body hemolytic anemia with red blood cell morphology changes supportive of oxidative injury, that is, the presence of pinkocytes and eccentrocytes. Unfortunately, this panda developed dilated unresponsive pupils, limited vision, and rubbing of the eyes six days after skunk musk exposure and died 16 days later despite supportive care. Necropsy findings revealed necrotizing interstitial pneumonia, hepatic degeneration, mild meningitis, bilateral retinal detachment, and conjunctivitis. As an FYI, the panda was negative for rabies, canine distemper, and toxoplasmosis too, due to the concern for the neurologic signs. Despite these two case reports, the cause and effect relationship of skunk musk directly causing oxidative injury was not firmly established. So Fierro and all at a Michigan State University wanted to perform a study to evaluate if skunk musk would directly induce oxidative damage to red blood cells of dogs, cats, and red pandas. In this study, they tested blood from three dogs, three cats, and one red panda. Some poor person, likely an intern or a resident, had to get skunk musk via anal sac cannulation from two skunks less than 12 hours after they were euthanized at the zoo. They then made a skunk musk ethanol mixture to solubilize the skunk musk, since it's apparently poorly soluble, and mixed it with plasma from each animal. They then added this concoction to the animal's red blood cells to make a low-dose and a high-dose concentration. Fierro and all then incubated the red blood cells and tested them at set time intervals, 4, 24, 48, and 72 hours for the dog and cat blood, and 4 and 24 hours for the red panda blood. What did they find? Heinz bodies formed in all three species. First, this was easier to see on new methylene blue stain versus right stain, by the way. They also found that there was an increased number of red blood cells with Heinz bodies and number of Heinz bodies per red blood cell the longer the blood was incubated with a skunk musk mixture and the higher the concentration of the musk. However, they didn't see any pinkocytes or centrocytes in this in vitro study. They also performed a met hemoglobin spot test on the blood samples, something you can easily do in your clinic and should do with any acetaminophen poisoning case. All you have to do is place a drop of blood on a piece of white filter paper. If you notice a chocolate brown color instead of the red color blood, that's characteristic for met hemoglobin. In this study, when dog, cat, and red panda blood was mixed with the skunk musk mixture, the presence of met hemoglobin increased from 4 to 24 hours, a time-dependent increase, and from low to high dose, a dose-dependent increase. Fierro and all also performed optical absorbance spectroscopy to confirm a shift to increase absorption in the met hemoglobin range and concurrent decreased absorption in the oxyhemoglobin range. 
Remember that MET hemoglobin forms when iron present in oxyhemoglobin, ferrous or 2+, is oxidized to ferric or 3+. This prevents oxygen binding and transport and can result in clinical signs of cyanosis, dyspnea, and tachypnea. Seeing a brown appearance of blood or mucous membranes in a patient recently exposed to skunk musk suggests methemoglobinemia and a compromised ability to oxygenate tissues. Again, we see this with acetaminophen toxicosis too. Check out the podcast on, and now you have a headache, acetaminophen toxicosis. Fierro and all also did gas chromatography mass spectrometry on the skunk musk and found 32 different chemical components identified in the skunk musk. These include thiols and their thioacetate derivatives, disulfides, and alkaloids, all which have the potential to cause oxidative injury. These are similar chemicals found in onion toxicity. Apparently, smelly toxicants like onion and skunk wreak havoc on red blood cells. Although eccentrocytes and pinkocytes were seen in the red panda case report, they weren't seen in the dog case report in JAVMA or in this in vitro study. Eccentrocytes and pinkocytes form due to oxidation of the red blood cell membrane versus the hemoglobin in Heinz bodies. So if you do have a skunk musk exposure case, remember to consider staining with new methylene blue instead to help you find Heinz bodies more readily. You can also do this easily by making a normal blood smear, letting it dry, and then placing a drop of new methylene blue onto the slide and placing a cover slip onto it. This study wasn't intended to be a species comparison study, but for interest, let's review some of the species differences when it comes to oxidative injury. First, canine red blood cells are less sensitive than cats, and red pandas seem the most susceptible, you know, for the next red panda you see walk through your door. Heinz bodies appear to develop sooner in cats and red pandas seen at four hours versus 24 hours in dogs, and this was with the low-dose skunk musk. Remember, cat's hemoglobin is more susceptible to Heinz body formation because of a greater number of reactive sulfhydryl groups that can undergo oxidation, which leads to hemoglobin denaturation. The high dose induced severe hemolysis in the red panda and two of the cat samples, but none of the dogs. In other words, with a bad skunk exposure, make sure to monitor for the presence of hemolysis and secondary anemia. This was a unique in vitro study. The study showed us that there are toxic effects of skunk musk in vitro and direct metabolism of the skunk musk by the patient isn't necessary for toxicity. It's thought that skunk musk can be absorbed with substantial contact to mucous membranes, so any exposure should be potentially treated as a potential for oxidative injury to the patient. A few weaknesses of the study? There were too few sample numbers for them to do statistical evaluation. Regardless, evidence of oxidative injury in the form of Heinz bodies was present. The study also didn't address factors that can affect Heinz body formation, degree of exposure, degree of absorption, metabolism or clearance of toxin. That said, those would require in vivo studies, and I doubt they'd have any volunteers for this study. What can we take away from the study? Think of skunk musk exposure as an oxidative toxin with the potential to cause Heinz body hemolytic anemia and methemoglobinemia. And keep in mind that cats are more sensitive to the effects than dogs. Just say no to skunk.